Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. The Bishop and the Bear, the Bishop and the Bear. And to the delight of everyone, they are here to share. Jokes and rants and guests and things, who knows what day any fun they'll bring. Those affiliated with the Mad Bishop Bear pub at Paddington Station. The Bishop and the Bear, bats beyond compare. Buckets of savoir faire, the Bishop and the Bear. Welcome back. We are at the Bishop and the Bear, back in a pub. It's episode 57, and we today have been joined by two people in one place, both in Daniel Norcross's flat in southeast London. We've been joined by the eminentable Jeremy Coney, uh, ex-Kiwi captain in the 80s. 36.7% win ratio, I believe, something like that. Test matches was pretty good. Uh, and Daniel Norcross, he's never won a test in his life. Talks a lot, though. But uh, they're here to go over all things. We're talking, obviously, the... Uh, the series between New Zealand and England. It's been a bit of a ding-dong, backwards and forwards. 3-3 three, three at the moment. Uh, could go either way. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, Asia Cup. Just a quick going over of why are there reserve days for just one match in a particular tournament. It seems a bit strange. Uh, and, of course, uh, we've got Labuschagne, who had a, it was a concussion substitute, and some other things that we will talk about. Oh, yeah, central contacts. We'll go on to that, too. Ooh, yeah. um, but we will start with the uh, New Zealand uh, T20 series. Um, what can I furnish you with for a drink first, though? Chaps, in my capacity as barman. Jeremy, a special I'll guest have, here. I'll have a double gin, thanks. Oh, nice. Oh, Good lad. Your yeah. previous Kiwi incumbent on one of our bar stools ordered a pina colada. It's the yeah. first person that ever done it. It was uh, oh. Ian O'Brien. Oh, yeah. I was completely, I thought, I, I had to scrabble around behind the bar because I thought, I'm not sure we've got them, but we managed. <laughs> but, but there we go. Oh, Dan, oh, what can I get you? Well, it's just ticked over past 12, and um, I would like, therefore, my favourite peritif, which is um, a turbocharged Negroni, a large Negroni, if possible, uh, made to the correct specifications, and also an acknowledgement that we are in my flat in south-west London. Not South London. Oh, I'm sorry. Of course, of course. Thank you very much. 
We have, I'm southwest London, I'm proud of it. We have a tube station, though. South uh, London, isn't it? Yeah. South London, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. No, well, no, no, we, we, excuse me, we've got a tube station. It may be the orange line and the overground, but it's still technically a tube. Dunkel, overground. The, the clue is in the, is in the name. Well, yeah. Maybe. Either way, a nice aperitif. Yes, they're all my own. Okay. Thank you. So, I guess. Coming your way. Thoughts? What are your thoughts, Jeremy, on, on the series so far? Players in, players out. What's. What are, what, are, what are the Kiwis looking for going into the World Cup? Kiwis are looking for uh, the strongest side, obviously. They can obviously. Be, they'll need it. Um, I'm, I'm not sure they will be able to quite manage the, the, the range of surfaces they're going to be playing on, which will be quite vast, I think. Um, from Lucknow, nobody knows. It's a very new ground. Runs are difficult to get. India are playing England, for example, at Lucknow, aren't they? But New Zealand, luckily, are missing that. They're going to be in Chennai for two games. Low, slow, turny kind of surfaces. And we're playing Afghanistan there, which becomes a banana peel a bit. Yep. And also they're playing Bangladesh there. Again, another banana peel. Then they go to Dharamshala. Way up in the north, cooler, grassier, uh, senior. Uh, that might suit New Zealand a bit more, but they happen to be playing India with Siraj and with Shami and Bumrah back and Takur. So that's not going to be an easy match for them, I wouldn't have thought. And then they're playing Australia. <laughs> so it's almost as if someone sat down and said, we're going to let these little buggers get through to a semi-final again. So, well, yeah, uh, but, uh, but well, New Zealand we'll always find a way. New Zealand always we'll find a way. We'll see. We've got a little bit of an issue, obviously, with number three, structurally. Mm. Um, Williamson is kind of doing it quite impressively to even be fit since April to a point where he can convince both himself first and then the medical staff and then, of course, the selectorial sort of business. I thought they'd got that, to that point. I thought they'd said that by now. Because they yeah, sort of two they weeks during we the series, didn't they? Mm. They've said that. And so he now just progresses over the next month. He's also already in the nets. Uh, he's facing bowling and that sort of thing. Now, whether that can translate to turning quickly at the end of a, a run and turning for two, uh, whether it can be a chase to the boundary and... Am I going to dive at that to really save it? Uh, I don't know. We'll, we're, he's going to have to find those things out for himself. It's a serious injury. Normally takes up to a year, and he's, he's hanging in there at the moment. So that's a bit of an issue. And then what do we do with people like Finn Allen? You can't just bat for 10 balls, Finn. Um, we, we need a bit more from you than that. Uh, well, I mean, I would say that one of the problems... New Zealand have I mean obviously a gut to in the last World Cup that seems to be one of your you know uh, much like England I suppose you're trying to find people to fit into certain slots that have been someone else's for years who we've seen at World Cups for years I said he's one of the problems but, and then whether you go with uh, does Ravinder do you bowl two spinners do you have Santner and, uh, and Ravinder in a side in a World Cup because it's in India and you're going to have turning wickets I think not I wouldn't pick Ravindra and Santner Santner's the number one been left arm orthodox for New Zealand. Um, personally, I don't. I mean, he might be. He, see, New Zealand over the last year and a half, they've got to get a hybrid of a team. We, we've got some older players 
who, for various reasons, are not performing quite as well, like the Saudi, for example. He's not quite the pace he used to be. His top pace has come down, yeah. and so the, the difference between his you know, pace off and his, and his quicker ball is actually quite close. So it makes it easier for batting. And he's going for quite a few runs, as you will have picked up in the first yep. yeah. T20 yeah. series and also in the first couple of one-dayers. So I, I'm not convinced about Sadi. They'll probably pick him because of his experience. But nevertheless, uh, I, I'm not convinced about it. And so we're getting lots of people coming through. This guy Lister, who's just been pushed in with, because Mills had a wee injury. He was going to play at Kent, wasn't he? That's yes, a whole different was. discussion. He, he was all set for Kent. Quite a good little left armour, potentially. Um, you know, swings it both ways, not just into the right-hander, but he'll take it away from a right-hander as well. So we like the look of that. Mm. And we, we don't have a big cricket community. So once we've actually selected someone and tried to identify the talent, we generally stick with them for a while. And there are a number of those players, and Ravindra was one of those quite early. They said, a batsman, yeah, but we'd like you to bowl as well if you can. And at the moment, he's very much a batsman who bowls a bit. And you can yeah. see that when he gets under pressure. And that's why they're looking at him, and that's why there's an experimental look, I think, about these these one-dayers at the moment. They're trying to see who's going to actually go. And I, is Sodi going to go over there? He's not even in the group at the moment. Well, that's, a, that's another big question. Have, yeah, I would have thought he would have gone, personally. What, what's happened to Bracewell? Because Bra Bracewell gives it a fair old whack, and he gives you an extra spin-off. So I'm looking at the composition of certain sides, and England, for example, have got connections over Harry Brook because they want Livingston in the side, and they've got Joe Root, and they want, for reasons that only they know, to select Ben Stokes. So you've got slightly too many anchors, and you've taken away, you've got a specialist batter up there in Stokes. So how do you fit Brook in? Well, they think it's okay, because they've got Root and Livingston, who are spin-bowling all-rounders, and they think that they're going to need spin-bowling all-rounders in, in India. And they're lucky in that Moeen Ali, and Adil Rashid, and Root, and Livingston, they've got four guys who can contribute with bat and ball, albeit Rashid from down in the order. Whereas New Zealand have got Glenn Phillips, who doesn't seem to me to be bowling enough. And then who else is going to bowl unless Kane Williamson can bowl? But if you're asking nah. someone to come back from an injury, no, he's not going to bowl. Not gonna he's bowl. Not bowl. No. So your, your top six doesn't really contain a spin bowling all-rounder. Now, the other issue I have is that the, no one's played enough 50 over cricket. So in the lead up to the last World Cup, I think a lot of teams had a fairly good idea of what their side was going to look like. Whereas only really India do, because they played, would have played 73 matches. Yeah, that's true of all nations, though, isn't it, Dan? I mean, everyone's well, kind of got that problem. It, it is true, but it then like presents itself that you know, New Zealand will find themselves, if they're not careful, picking Saudi when they really shouldn't. Because they, to me, they've got to pick Lockie Ferguson, yep. Matt Henry, yep. and yep. Trent Bolt. Yep. Those, those three seamers are locked in. Now, when you're playing in Chennai, you don't want to pick a fourth seamer. What you want is three spin bowling options and at the moment those spin bowling options are Santner who's excellent and provides with the bat so he's not in the squad yeah but yeah. May, may still be Ravindra well, Phillips I, and Phillips, I agree with yeah. you I think yeah. Phillips is ahead of Ravindra at the moment I think actually we, 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 we've got breaking news though which is bad isn't it we should probably check the breaking news because today in an act of cutesiness that has never been paralleled in the history of all cutesiness New Zealand announced its World Cup squad 
with their oh, wives. Oh, wives God, yes. Babies and grandfathers and grandparents. It was Have beautiful. Have you not seen this? Oh, oh. Do you know? Oh, it's lovely. It's genuinely, to... it's genuinely yeah. lovely. There's just a chance that you, you might either want to pause this or I show Jeremy the squad announcement live and, and get your I knew it was today. To... Well, let's do it. Let's do it. It, it live. is quite long, so can I suggest not necessarily all of it, but you can get a flavour from the first few. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> where, where, would I, where would I go? Would I go to New Zealand? It was on Twitter. If you it find it, it's on, on their, it's on their I know Twitter it's on feed. Twitter, but what am I searching for on Twitter? That's the question. Oh, I have no idea. Let me. I, I've got it on the WhatsApp group, so I can tell you uh, exactly what the actual <laughs> the thing is. Uh, it it was... is a beautiful way of doing it, I have to say. Here we, here we go. I've got it. He's right. not about it. It's actually not that long, so. All right um, then. I'm gonna. Uh, can, can I turn it up? Was, was that? Yeah, Give go, it a go it. and see if it works. If not, right. we'll we, we can probably drop it in later. Here we go. One six one. One six one. My daddy. My daddy. Kane Williamson. ODI Black Cap number 194, my husband, Mark Chapman. ODI Black Cap number 198, my husband, Devin Conway. ODI number 190, my fiance, Bucky Ferguson. ODI Black Cap number 183, my husband and Annabelle's dad, Matt Henry. ODI Black Cap number 170, my husband, Angus's daddy, Tom Latham. Yes, Yay! <laughs> ODI Black Cap 100 and number 177 is my grandson James Nisham. ODI Black Cap number 204, my husband is ODI Black Cap number 209, I'm Ravindra. ODI Black Cap number 184. Mitch Satner. ODI Black Cap number 187. My husband, Ish Sodi. ODI Black Cap 149. Adam. ODI Black Cap number 200. My son, William. There you go. You know what we really should, they should have done to complete that? They should have had our, our gorilla jingles in. Sodi's got a great jingle. That would have, that would have been made it all complete. So, if so, if so, some of them, maybe not, maybe not Trevor. Well, if, if Sodi's there, if Sodi's yeah, yeah, there. Yeah, Sodi was there. No, no brace, well. What was wrong with brace? What is he injured? Brace was a bit injured. He's had a very bad injury yeah. to the Achilles. He's, the, he's a main player for us now. He's become a, uh, an essential item in the team very quickly. Um, Michael Bracewell, that is, and uh, off-spinner, in other words, a big-turning off-spinner, mm -hmm. and as you say, they call him the beast, and he's a really hard-hitting, lower-order left-hander. Yeah, so, Bracewell is this. Yeah. got against, I think... Uh, well, he played brilliantly against us last year, didn't he, in the, te in the test series? And he's identical, especially, to Steve Buscemi. Yeah. Which is, you know, that's important. It's a very point. That's the kind of face that only Mrs. Bouchemi could love, I think. But I do know what you right. mean. But also huge hands. Well, yeah. that's handy for a spinner. Indeed. Yeah, absolutely. Well, here's he a question. was magnificent last year, was Bracewell. But, but if his fitness is in so doubt... You raised some structural points, didn't you? Um, I think 
from where, from that, then we, we can see is Sodi's going to handle some spin bowling. So is Mitchell Santner. They'll be our main spinners, of course. Um, but why isn't Sodi at, playing in this squad? Is it because Carl Jameson isn't in the squad? Is that right? I, I didn't hear his yeah, name. Yeah, no, I didn't hear that. And that's the that's the right decision at the yeah. moment. For India, they, possibly, yeah. They are saying to him, look, um, we love the fact that you've worked hard to get back into the side and we want you very badly. You will need to be fit as you can be. And they are giving him game time. That's what they're doing. Well, presumably, I, I, I mean, like most sides will have, what, three reserves over there? Who, who, who would the reserves be, do you think, for New Zealand that they will have in case... From those of, named and say from... No, the, no, no. From, no well, that's the squad. So in presumably addition. In addition, yeah. Yeah, you have travelling subs, don't you, to the tune of uh, three. Do you? Okay. That's, you know more than I about this guy. <laughs> um, which is great, and so you should. Um, <laughs> Not necessarily. <laughs> I wouldn't say that for sure, but okay. Um, well, I suppose you'd want to have you'd want to have a seamer and a batsman and a spinner, I guess. The yeah. resort, the keeper, which might lead you to Jameson as your choice. Well, that's what I was seamer, I would have Maybe Jameson would be in a reserve. John was listed, wasn't he? I couldn't uh, quite hear some of the children, so the, I got a bit confused at one point. But, um, lovely way of doing it, by the yeah, way. Beautiful, uh, beautiful. And, uh, yeah, so if Milne is there, uh, then I think it probably would be a... Um, well, they might go for a lister. I don't know. You see, Jameson isn't quite ready yet, I don't think. Um, and that's what they've found out. They found out during the 2020s and the first ODI under pressure. He just can't, at the moment, deliver a good consistent kind of spell of bowling um he's always going to be dangerous i don't know whether also the extra height does him any favors in a place like india I yeah because squats a little bit and, yeah exactly whether he, they, and the extra pace of course just gives you a wider arc to play into as a batsman and so you spread the field a lot more too so you're covering more area um and therefore bigger gaps so um, I'm not sure about Jameson, actually. I don't know whether they would take him. Um, okay. Spinner, ooh, that's a tricky one, you see. we just This is why we're developing the hybrid team. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you, you know. Start keeping going with these guys. Well, we got the same issue, haven't we? Question, have I? No, no, no. It's, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Oh, it was an ideal experience. Yeah, exactly. I was just wondering when Jameson nine games, would be, he's got would be an obvious choice, I guess. Uh, that's it. But anyway, when we come on to England squad, I mean, Dan, Brooke, what, what's going to, what's going to happen? Well, and who? I, don't, I genuinely, I genuinely don't know because it, it's amazing how uh, English cricket, especially ex-England cricketers, are absolutely certain about things. They, they cannot, they cannot allow for the notion of doubt. <laughs> I don't know, if, you know, I don't know if you've discovered this, but uh, and, and they're lovely. I do a podcast with one, Stephen Finn, every week. But he doesn't. He doesn't allow for doubt. He absolutely knows what's bound to happen, and of course, Brooke is going to be selected. And if he sort of quite tentatively say, "Well, Finney, if someone's got to not play," is that going to be David Milan? He got to play David Milan. I mean, you look at his ODI numbers, and you know, also he played with him at Middlesex, so there's a bit of that. And uh, well, in that case, it's got to be Jason Roy. You can't leave Jason Roy. He's a legend at the top. He's not in very good form now, but it's Jason Roy. 
Uh, so what, be, uh, it's also unproven fitness-wise. Roy is one of the bigger question marks for me. Absolutely, absolutely. I don't say that as a Middlesex man against a Surrey man. Just as an England fan, I would have a concern there. Well, I, I, I personally, I wouldn't be selected. He's not been informed. He's, he's got, he's got in fairness to get 100 out in Bangladesh, which is probably what they're looking at and thinking. You know, he's he's going to be fine in India, but. He's, he's just looked off the pace for about 18 months, actually. Yeah, the problem said. with Jason Roy, though, isn't it? He gets one big score and then does sod all else. So, I mean, you, you don't need that. You need a little bit of consistency. But Brooke, again, he's not going to be an opener, is he? I mean, if you take Brooke, surely then you're leading to having Bearstow open with Milan would be my choice. Then yeah, you're probably going to have a lot Root, of people's choice. Root and then Stokes. But and Brooke could fit in at five, Butler at six. Then you'd have Livingston at seven, Moeen at eight. Yeah, you, he might be a bowler to, short, then, mightn't you? Yeah. No, well, you've got to play Wokes. No, it won't be a bowler short because you'll have root. So you, you've got to play Wokes and you've got to play Wood when when available. But they won't or, play. Or Gus, Gus Atkinson's or, in the squad as well, isn't yeah, he? Well, that's that's the point. They'll, they'll play Wood. Well, where's Karen? Wait, don't do that. They'll, they'll yeah, play I Wood leave him for, <laughs> for some of the nine games, which will be dependent on his fitness and whether how important they think that game is, or whether they think they can win a game without Wood. So. Atkinson would be a replacement. I'm imagining against potentially sides like Sri Lanka, who have won 12 of their last 13 games, whatever it is, or Afghanistan, um, or possibly even South Africa, on the basis that Netherlands. their batting is and Netherlands because their batting is fragile enough that does it need to be Wood? It could be Atkinson doing the same job. But when they're playing against India and Australia and probably New Zealand. And Pakistan, then they're going to want to play Wood each time. So Atkinson would be a replacement for that. And then you've got the issue of your left armers. So you've got Curran, Willie, and Topley. Now, there's an argument that you can get Brooke into the squad by either removing one of the three batters, Milan, Roy, and Livingston, or one of the three left armers, Curran, Willie, and Topley. But that's the only way you get him into the squad. So it isn't as simple as everybody says, which is he's bound to play. And then, when you see how Brooke has actually performed, yeah, well, that's the problem. He excites it? us enormously because he crashes a hundred in the hundred, and he bats brilliantly against the red ball in very, very different circumstances with very different field settings. Um, but. Has he, got, has he got one day international pedigree? He's hardly played in 50 over cricket. because. Of well, and he looks a little bit as though he's been feeling his way into it. Well, he does, uh, doesn't he? he looks yeah. like but with the blessing well, that's, of, but that's of what his I, management, in a way, because I think they're kind of happy for him to do that. that that's the impression I've had about this series generally. It seems to me, again... From, certainly you know, from an England perspective. Like in a test match, when they put him up when whoever it was was injured and they put him in at number three or whatever it was, and he... Or, I can't remember one of the Ashes right. tests yeah and he looks completely all at sea and he looks doesn't look great as an opener right so he's clearly a 5 4, 5 or 6 and therefore if they are going to pick him they've got to pick him with that in mind they can't pick him with in mind as having him as an opener because that just isn't going to work I'm Alex Rodriguez and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg this is The Deal each week you're here as in conversation with business icons this show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, 
Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Well, I, I agree entirely, but, so, but then you, you've got to decide who your openers are going to be. And I, I keep coming back to it after the idea. I think Stokes being in the squad has, not screwed, up, has screwed up all of the, of the plans that they might have had. Because if you've got to play Stokes, you're basically playing him as an anchor. So actually... I, I would well, say, I think that's a bit of a. I think that's a bit of a slur on uh, well, Stokes. He doesn't, he doesn't he, crash he, it around. You look at his. He, he can crash it around. He, yeah, but, I mean, it. he's won us two. He's won two finals, right? <laughs> pretty much yeah, single-handedly. Yeah, so, where did? How did he win those games, Nigel? He won them on slow, turgid tracks where he barely timed the ball. And at, at any stage, does he himself acknowledge he game managed England to victory? And let's not forget by the barest of all margins by Indeed. umpiring error by um, a, a bolt error you could argue in the catch in the deep yeah you know, that was a big there's error there's an enormous amount of legend about Stokes winning England the World Cup but there were so many things that could have gone wrong before that he wasn't timing the ball at all he had the opportunity to win the ball off the last to win the match off the last ball and bunted a full toss down the ground to get a super over um I'm not for, for any moment saying that Stokes isn't a, a genuinely great cricketer, but in the context of England's one-day team, if you are going to pick him and you're playing him at number four, you've got yourself, despite all the power that England has and is famed for having in the likes of Bearstow... And you've given Brooks, yourself a problem you weren't necessarily Roy, expecting. Absolutely, and Livingston. Yeah. And suddenly you've got Root and Stokes not clogging it up roots of roots the perfect tank he's exactly who you want in a yeah. one day much the same way as you want as new zealand desperate to get kane williamson back in the side and pakistan want barbaraza but india want Kohli, of course but if you put him in then you really do have to ask you don't have anything like as much flexibility about whom you pick below that now you can get current or willie i'll be picking current probably but willie It'll be vital, especially when you're playing in in India that time of year, where there'll be absolutely shitloads of dew. There'll be lots of dew because mm. it's a very it's the same time of year as the T20 World Cup, which was destroyed by dew in the yep. UAE, where you won the toss, you bowled first, and you won the game. And a 50-over game, well, I suppose you might get a bit lucky if you can take wickets early on in that. Um, in that second innings, then you might be able to negate the gene factor, at which point you want somebody who's going to take wickets up top. And England's strategy in one-day cricket has been transformed since 2015, not just by trying to score big runs, but by attacking in the power play. Chris Wokes' wicket-taking in the power play has been central <laughs> to them winning games. And if they lose the toss and find themselves batting second, they're going to need wickets up top. So that means you need strike bowlers who are going to do that. And... Wood isn't going to bowl with a new ball, so you want Willie and Wokes probably above Curran and Wokes because Willie will do more in the first 10 overs yeah, but probably than Curran. But then you lose Curran's exceptional batting down and the it, And, it, and his tail end bat are bowling as well because Willie which which makes, makes, me, generally which makes me think a wee bit. And this is the problem of Stokes because they've actually got so many batters that without Stokes, you could afford to pick Curran and Willie. Because Willie would be coming in at nine in my team. Nine, Rashid, ten, 
or would 10 and Rashid 11. And he can well, up to it, can Willie? Now, we've got Stokes in there playing as a batter and just a batter who gives you nothing with the ball. So you yeah, but hang on there. Stuff. All this just leads, I mean, Stokes is going, right? Yes. yes. Okay, so what are we going to do then? Come on, fellas. You well, know, I think the interchangeable characters. We all appreciate the difficulties that creates, but who are you going to select around Stokes? Stokes was brilliant at number five, in you know, and he tends for me. He tends to when they are chasing, he, you get the best out of him. I don't think he perhaps sets quite as well as he chases, but but because he knows the target and he can then adjust things to the way he plays, that's that's a little easier. Um, but you know, wh who are you going to? Are you going well, to I play think you pick. You, I think you, you pick one left one? armor. I think your interchangeable players, uh, interestingly or differently, you know, it would be possibly Livingston, who I think has become your Swiss Army knife from an in England perspective. He can do a bit of everything, <laughs> you know, off breaks, leg breaks, and we saw the ninety-five the other day. And possibly the either-or there becomes: Do we want more spin, or do we feel we want? Uh, a batsman and a bowler, Sam Curran. Uh, so it might depend on whether you're looking at the wickets and you're going, we need more spin, or do we need that extra up-top wicket-taking potential? And that, that might be your choice. So rather than necessarily thinking it's about a spinner versus a spinner, or it's a pace bowler versus a pace bowler, it might be, what do we need to flavour our attack with most? And if you're going spin, then I think you've got Livingston who gives you heaps of batting capacity as well. And if you want more left arm, then you've got Curran, who equally, we know, can 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 give you a big one-day innings under pressure and has, has proven it many times. Can we ever imagine a situation where, other than yesterday, England are going to play three left armers? Because if they've got Wood, Wokes and Atkinson and... Topley, Curran, and Willie, and given that yeah. basically everybody in that lineup bats, with the exception of Topley, to some degree. Atkinson slightly unproven, but in red ball cricket, actually very effective. Yeah, well, I would say that it's a bowler that would make way for Brook because you've got so many bowling options. I mean, in, in Root and Williamson, as well as Moeen and Adil yeah. Rashid, and then you—I've just named five bowlers. Yeah, we've got an awful, we've got an awful lot of bowlers. Well, that, that's that's, that's kind of what I'm saying because you've got utility. Absolutely, that's that's the strength of the side, isn't it? Utility. Yeah. All yeah. the all-rounders who can do, you know, they, they do either reasonably well. So we're we dropping Topley. So it has to be a left arm that goes. Yeah, yeah I, I like to, I, I like to, I like to, I like Topley a lot as well. But um, yeah, I mean, I think there'll be ins and outs throughout the tournament. I think everyone will probably get games uh, at different times just to a keep people fresh. There will be niggles, always is in these tournaments. It's a long time. You're a long time away. Bound to be some deli belly goes through the <laughs> through the squads okay, at some okay, point. Look, 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 we need to draw a line under this selection, or else we'll be here forever. So there are 16 names, and we've got to pick 15 of them because you want Brook. So. Do we all agree that we want Brook in the squad? Yeah, for me, uh, I get rid of Roy. That's what I thought all along. You're getting rid of a batter and keeping in the 10 bowling options that England have currently got. Now, wow. the five non-bowling non options will be, ironically, Stokes, Bairstow, uh, Brook. Butler. Butler. Brook can bowl. 
No, he cannot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't him I can bowl if you want to. Judge it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, are there only four? Milan. Oh, and Milan. Mm. But Milan bowls some filthy leg spin. So you've effectively, you've effectively got ten bowlers, bowling options, and only five guys who aren't going to bowl. My argument would be that you can have nine bowling options and six guys who can Well, that's bowl. true. So who do you drop then? I'm dropping Topley, but I feel dreadful about that, largely because he hasn't taken a wicket for a year. He took three yesterday, and to get really excited about what happened yesterday on what was a pretty spicy deck, wasn't it? It was quite fun to bowl on. Might be being a bit premature. He's had injury problems in the past, and that yeah. might be why he's a bit It has uncanny echoes. I've got two other left armers who can both bat and can swing the ball, and if it's going to get a bit, a bit dewy, I think I probably want Curran and Willie ahead of Topley, and I want to keep Atkinson as cover for Wood. So, fair enough. Me, that makes sense. There are sort of a bowler. Um, yeah, I'd it, agree with that. that. Whoever you leave out is going to be unlucky, aren't they? Yeah. So that, that's just a given. And I think Topley also, for me, just what of what I, I mean, I haven't seen him the depth that you guys have, but just what I've seen, I think Willie offers a little bit more. And you've got such a strong batting line. It's, I mean, everyone's going to bat a bit. And if you get yeah. rid of it, yeah. there's no one that doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that's, that's the thing. And also remember, there's sort of shades of 2019 when, when Archer was muscled in and poor David Willey was the one who had to step aside there. I'm not well, saying it's showed, about sentiment, well, but yesterday, Tony, I think you'll get a go. <laughs> I think that showed yesterday, and it has done in the, in the series that we've seen, because England have been very variable in these one-day games. And they've had some, you know, all, all the games have actually been really one-sided. Yeah. Yesterday's was the least one. On so slower, I, slightly slower wickets, I think, and certainly a little bit spongy. I think that's obviously yeah. intentional with India in mind. My point being that if you, if you watch the players who haven't performed, they've tended to be the ones that are definitely going to be going. Root is going, Bairstow is yeah. going, Stokes is going. The guy who's actually been a bit more surprisingly effective has been Willie because Four years ago, he was dumped on the eve of the World Cup, and he's motivated to hell, isn't he? I was going to yeah, say, he that actually, might just it shows, be it. It shows in these games. He actually, he's, he's, look at his run-out yesterday. Yeah. The stumps, there wasn't a single run-out in the Ashes. They traditionally failed to do direct hits. Willie pulled off, but that was an amazing run-out. That was kind of changed the game yesterday. Yeah, yeah it did a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't disagree so, with any So if you're dropping top to England are going to be reasonably strong, obviously, and I'll... Uh, what has surprised me is that they haven't attacked as they did, say, in 2019, mm. particularly the power play when they're batting. I, I've, I sense there was a lot more, you know, determined and strident, I'm after you. There was a very strong message that was sent and a whiff of attack and hyper-attack of aggression. And I, I, I haven't seen that yet so far, and they've lost wickets quite early on in those power plays. You've lost root quite early in the games we've Twice. seen so far. Twice, yeah. So, yeah, and, and, and to lose the probably one of the best cruise missiles through those 11 to 40 overs. I'm surprised that teams don't attack more during that second power play, and they structure their sides not so much at the top and they play while the ball is two, two white balls are still new see that off a little bit more instead of going for 60 or 65 let's go for 35 but then let's bring in some power hitters while there are only four fielders out and the gaps are there 
you you know you know you can you can go from off stump to leg stump as a batsman and open up the offside. Makes it very hard for a bowler if you go one bat one fielder out, out on the offside and three on the leg side. You know, for your four men to yeah, go yeah. out. That's very tricky to bowl at that point. So they'll probably go two and two, and it's usually square and straight. Yeah. And so there's a lot of gaps around between sort of extra cover and then the sort of the, the cow corner sort of area. Yeah. Or if they want to cover that, then it's straight down the ground. Which Daryl so, Mitchell was very good at. Exactly. Oh, so so I think, I, this is, I haven't seen any creativity from any side about this yet, where they have structured their batting lineup. And that's where Brook might come into play more for England, that he could come in at number four and put Stokes to five. License to thrill. Just hit into those gaps yeah. that he's able to find. He's very good inside. Yes, out, very good. Spin particularly. So there's something there, but I'm yet to yet to sort of just see that it's actually happening from one team. It could be the difference between going at six and a half and over, which is Root going very nicely, but at the same time, you could go to seven and a half and eight, and there is a lot of runs. There's another 30 times two, another, say, 50 runs. Now, that's a hell of a lot of runs. And well, Bear, Bear Stowe and Butler can certainly lead from the top to do that, I would argue. I think one of the reasons England possibly have yet to show that in this, you get a feel that there's a bit of a back to school and easing yourself into it gently feel. I think we saw it with Stokes. I think we saw it with Milan. Uh, I think we've seen it with Root, although it hasn't been so successful. You know, you, I've certainly in that first ODI, I just had a feeling there was more in the tank. They could have gone quicker, but individual securing of, you know, confidence, place and adjustment to format just seemed to take precedence, which is kind of OK, isn't it, given the, where we stand at the moment? No, it isn't. It's, it's because, they, because they picked their, their squad and then went, oh, shit, we forgot about Harry Brook. I mean, a part of me actually thinks that they sat down and put the squad down and thought, well... Hang on a minute, I thought we'd put Harry Brook down as the first day on the team sheet, isn't he? Oh shit, we've just announced this side and, and we've yeah. forgotten what we wanted his name in. No one knew how to spell it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. At, which, at which point suddenly players are playing for their place. And just to go to, back to Jerry's point, because this is something that's occurred to me, I think this is exactly right. People have been playing T20 cricket. More than 100. To, well, to, yeah, to the exclusion of 50 over cricket for four or five years now. And you look at how devastated a captain is when he gets a, a fielder brought in at the back oh, end. Yeah. Rolling slow. If there's two overs to go, yeah. two overs with only four men out, then they're thinking, shit, these can both go for 16. No trouble at all, because T20 cricket is played so technically, thinking exactly as Jeremy's talking about, wh where are our boundary riders, that actually in that period, someone who plays T20 cricket has made their name out of T20 cricket, someone like Harry Brook, that's heavenly for him because he's suddenly batting in his with, with that license but with only four out and he he loves it if they get screwed at the back end and he gets two overs to bat with only four men and out not now five. he gets 30 now he gets 30 you know <laughs> yeah. i mean actually overs 41 to 50 should never be going at the same speed as overs 11 to 40 it's just the traditional way which is where play. england really fell yeah. down in the first odi they they, they seem to grind yeah. they relentlessly yeah. to a bit of a halt you know only when it vibes. Yeah. 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 And, and exactly. that, that Let's uh, just to move things on a wee bit, because I heard a really interesting conversation that you were in yesterday, Jeremy, on the radio. I wasn't over eavesdropping you at home. It was when you were on the radio. 
and uh, you you were talking i think about um central contracts and, and, and trent bolt comes to mind a man kind of hadn't played an odi for a year comes back in plays magnificently but you were talking about administrators needing to embrace a new flexibility <laughs> and players in terms having more power than they've ever had and finding that balance between centrally playing for your country but having the freedom to go and, and you know, look after your family and, and yourself elsewhere and, and you were quite forthright about the way you felt the game should move in that direction well yeah it's a big a big subject isn't it, it is. that one? it's one of the one that's confronting every international cricket board at the moment we and i think it came up i mean new zealand have just got a new ceo a guy called scott weenick now mm. he's he's going to have to confront this issue um and because we are a smaller nation uh, we have to allow flexibility to our players to make go and make some money um, otherwise they'll go and do it of their own accord as trent bolt did and i personally feel uh, if a player has played x number of games for their country and shown some loyalty say about say they played 70 tests mm. and they've played 80 one day international they performed well they've shown loyalty they brought people into the in through the gate they've helped the side win let's give them a little sabbatical let's give them a chance to say look yeah. there you are you've reached the number well done now you can head off into the sunset and play a few franchise games we would however like you to retain you know your relationship with us and that's where the flexibility comes in we've got to try and do that we're not going we can't fight this guys it's mm. uh, we'd love to i'd love to have test cricket the way that it was i'm one of those old-fashioned guys i'm afraid but we've got to realize that's not going to happen it's not happening now look at the way south africa tried to do it mm. it hasn't worked off went faf duplessis off went the cock you know, off went de Villiers, and they've lost them. You can't do that any longer. Uh, they will disappear. There will be just T20 players, like Tamal was there yesterday. Yeah, that's he, he was part of that conversation I was referring yes, to. He yeah. was, and he's only going to be a T20 player. He'll do the circuit anyway, because when Test cricket comes on, he's not included in that. So he'll be playing away by himself. I thought he was very gracious in the way he acknowledged his county, though. To be well, honest, as I was driving into our studio, I was, I was thinking, oh, well said, Tynal. This is for Sussex? Yeah, yeah, he was very, well, very generous to Sussex and how well, helpful they continue to be. Well, they're being good to him, though, as well, aren't yeah. they? Part of that thing, once you become more like a tennis player, more like a golf player, where you have your own physio, you yeah. have your own coach, you have your own insurance that you're, you know, looking after you, mm. and, and players are going to, I think, they're going to do exactly that. They're going to probably band together in three or four of them and say, here's our physio. Here's our, we, he heads to the gym. He drops his daughter off, as he said, at school, and he goes to the Sussex gym. Well, that's fine. But what if, he, if he's not got a contract or anything like that? He's not going to play for them till May, he said, next year. That's jolly decent of the club as well. They, there's the flexibility that I'm talking about. He is also, though, a slightly different case in point because he is... I think I'm right in saying kind of physically limited from playing longer formats because of that 
back condition yeah. that he has. So yeah. he's only ever going to play short format for Sussex. All I'm saying <laughs> is I think that, that boards can now no longer, as they did with me, tell their players what to do. Yeah. And, and that has turned around almost 180 degrees now. And so it's the players with all the power at the moment and the choices. And we have to live with that. We, that's not going to change. And so we have to have a futures market situation where in comes Kane Williamson to see, Kane Williamson to see me. And I say, Kane, uh, or, or Jimmy Neesham say even more, uh, look, we'd like to have you next April. We're playing against so-and-so. We can offer you this at this stage. We want you to, to make your money before then, but we want you to be fit for a test match at that time in April. So be mature about it. Make sure you're fit and you're capable and able to bowl your overs and you've done your work and you've done your batting. You're not rooted by playing these four overs and being yeah. going around the world. So you're able to play. You're ready. And so, we'd like to, we'd like to work with you in that in that way, and that's how I think we're going to have to manoeuvre our way around. And boards can no longer say you're off if you don't want to be. You're off. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say... Those days are gone. Do you think they... Do you think the New Zealand board mishandled the Trent Bolt situation then? Because, I mean, obviously... As a fan like you, I you know I much prefer watching Test cricket to all this T20 nonsense. But uh, and and most of us would, and most of us probably who I mean we played New Zealand a lot over the last few years and we've seen a lot of Test matches. And Trent Bolt has been integral to that. And it's it's very sad that he seems to have a lot left to offer, but he seems to have been almost forced out by the board because they were immovable in what they wanted. Do you think is that the sense you get as well? Yeah, I think that is the sense I get with the New Zealand board. They've said, you know, they, they didn't like it. Uh, it came as a bit of a shock, obviously, to them. Um, other How is it a shock? I mean, I, I, I don't disagree. I don't disagree. Yeah, but it was a shock to them. But you look at South Africa. This has been happening around the world. Is that West Indies and South Africa have been at the forefront of this complete yep. LA's. There are, there are couples that are completely um, immune to this uh, for to totally different reasons. India because so many of their players play in the IPL, and I mean like guys who aren't even getting into the Indian squad, Indian mm. squad. So they're getting handsomely paid by the IPL, so they don't need to worry. So their board can actually say, you can't go. You can't go there, you can't go here. It's had a bad result for them actually. So when they went to play the T20 World Cup in Australia, their players 
played like they were playing on Indian pitches because they've not played anywhere else. They've only ever played in India. So they looked utterly limited and they're playing T20 cricket from another generation. But they can, perversely, they can keep the flavor of Test cricket alive because they pay their players enough money via the IPL and their board isn't even paying for that. The IPL franchise is paying for it. So it's a great cheap way yeah. of maintaining yeah. this. But for New Zealand and for South Africa, and for the West Indies, mm. the board simply don't have the money to do that. No. So how on earth could they not see this absolutely coming? I mean, it's not Ted Bowles the first, is he? But you would think that this would be, well, be a tsunami of this from New Zealand. Yeah, yeah. Jason Roy is heading that way from an England perspective. Yeah. yeah. So is uh, Mark Wood, I think. I think. Yeah. yeah it's, it's look. That's because the heads in the sand. That's because they they didn't, <laughs> they didn't they didn't think. That, Ostrich management. That, that the players would leave New Zealand, you know, and the fact of it is, is that, uh, as I say, after a certain number of games, you start to think, how long have I got? Mark Wood's a good example. Yeah, 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 that's what you're saying. You know, fast bowler, it could injure himself and he's out of the out of the game for a while. He's now being offered half a mil to go down and play for a, few, for a month or for whatever, you know, down at some silly little thing in the UAE, to yeah, be honest. So, so never mind. I mean, but he's going to... Why not? Yeah. Why not? Would you guys really, when it really came to... Listen, I still, believe, I still believe I can go for under eight and over in the IPL. Oh, go here we go. <laughs> playing the... Play. the every guest, Jeremy, every over. guest gets to hear that. that it's they bollocks. only leave three, three uh, you know, that's why so many Indians can play, isn't it? Yeah. You only get three overseas every match or two, maybe two now, I don't know. But so, so that's what's going to happen. I mean, you're going to be left with... I mean, England are going to probably become... The next one. And we're quite... Will become, 100 will become IPL UK. Yeah. And so, you know, and there'll be some money for some of the county players, and that will help them a great deal with, you know, keeping playing in county cricket and so on. And, you know, that's why South that, Africa have their tournament. Okay. Yeah. And, and the Rutherford, but they've just told all the South Africans, of course, you cannot play in New no. Zealand. That's to, what you yes, said a couple of things yesterday, and I think kind of there you said a couple of things that I think are really interesting. One is you kind of talked about you will use the word maturity. Any negotiation needs a bit of maturity on both sides to get to a place where everyone's happy. That attitude is starting to pervade cricket boards as they think about their players and vice versa because now there is that freedom. But the other thing that I think is missing in the game and it is a huge subject, so probably for another day, <laughs> is the framework which they're now operating in is tilting it so far in the favour of franchises that the manoeuvrability becomes less and less for both the boards and the individual players to operate outside that. And the framework of the game, the, the framework of the rules by which you select has to be evened, has to come back a little bit more to help both board and players. Well, there's that, a solution that to I think that. is the, the, the nub of the problem, really. There's a solution to that, and it's an incredibly difficult one. Uh, but it's the only one that I can see. Um, you have to create times of the year where the franchises don't play cricket. Exactly. So that means that the, that the ICC, a little bit like happens in football uh, with FIFA, create um, windows. Win windows for international cricket. If you have windows for international cricket where no other yeah. franchise tournament is allowed to be played, now I haven't worked out precisely what that is, and it would probably be that over the course of a year you'd have 
eight months or maybe even nine months of nonsensical franchise drivel uh, that's repetitive and forgettable, but hugely lucrative. Brought to you by Sayat Tires. And you have either three or four months of international cricket. And uh, those windows will be set. And that way, players will be able to say to themselves, well, there isn't a conflict of interest for me, conflict of personal interest, because I can't play somewhere else right now. Do I want to play international cricket? Because actually, if you talk, talk to a lot of the players, they still, maybe it's a naive thing and they'll get over it in the next few years, but they still know that their legend and what, what they're going to mean in the game and actually what their chances are of getting future employment in Absolutely. broadcasting and coaching. Well, well depends, and getting an IPL gig. And getting an IPL gig depends on being in the international shop window. Yeah. You look at someone like Will Sneed and everyone's got, oh, Will Sneed, what an exciting talent he was. And sure enough, he was flavor of the month when he hit 100 in the 100. Not very quiet since then, hasn't it? Because actually Will Sneed has got a very limited game. You contrast Will Sneed with Jamie Smith and Will Jacks. I was about to say Will Jacks. That's a great case in point. They devoted their, their youth to playing as many formats as they can. They don't get selected internationally for T20 but you find Ollie, Ollie Pope's the same Ollie Pope Will Jacks Jamie Smith the Surrey have played all three formats and they devote themselves to playing in that county championship side and oddly enough it results in international recognition and that increases your name and in 15 years time if they can look at a body of work and say well I've played for my country in all these different formats I might make quite a good coach. Do you think Will Smead's going to be making a good coach or is he going to carve out a career in broadcasting? If he keeps on just whacking a few balls and getting 28 off 12, he's not going to be a coach and he's going to have to retire at some point. They all, they all think that their lives are going to continue being like this forever, but it isn't. No. Well, it's like life, uh, life and sports generally. Let us on the radio or the telly. You don't get to play Carnegie Hall if you haven't done your time in rehearsal rooms and pubs and clubs. Well, you know, yeah. well, it's, it's I mean, true of anything in life. I think a very important, when we were on air the other day, it was uh, the, the Big Bash, um, I think, auction was coming up or something like that. And there was loads and loads of English players going to the Big Bash. But this year, I think Messi said there were no West Indian players. And it was interesting because a lot of the, the first, you know, the first flush of IPL T20 franchise cricket had all your Andre Russells, your Chris Gales. They oh, all wow. made it being international cricketers who then paid T20. The problem is West Indies cricket is so dire at test level now that those players aren't getting recognised and those players therefore aren't getting picked up by T20 franchises. I know what is that. They're not even in the World Cup because they've gone so dire down the Will Smead route that actually most of them are pretty poor at any other format in international cricket and then so they're very limited and so actually just going down that route has ended up stalling everything because no one can play any other form of cricket and therefore none of them are getting recognized and therefore the trail out of the just the cpl into some of the other franchises are disappearing as well because if you're not playing international cricket and being recognized internationally people don't know who you are that's why philosophically, if not, not necessarily practically, because I don't yet know how it will work, but I like Jeremy's sabbatical idea. You've done the hard yards, you've delivered for us, enjoy your period of freedom, and let's just talk about the rules of engagement so we, so you can come back when we need you. That's the kind of thing, that's what I mean by a bit of sort of mature thinking, but it needs help on the global administration of the game side so that it doesn't 
the ultimately only eat I, itself, you know. Yeah, the only thing I would think, Tony, is that um, how are we going to get that window? Yeah. Will the private equity boys be interested in that at all? No. Uh, <laughs> so, so there's, the, the, well, or how are we going to sort of, have we seen any indication so far that the ICC or international boards have been able to deal with these guys? Well, have, the moment we allowed that in, that's a real, sh the, the good thing is they're competing with each other. Well, they yes. are for players. They're starting to compete for players. That oh, we want you. No, he's going there. You give me more. So, I mean, that's actually might be a way that it starts to work for. Well, you know, more the more franchises that are having, the more competition there is for a limited pool of players. So it's going to be very interesting. Creaming off the top only works for well, so long because you end up with nothing to cream from. But exactly. and it's a as we it's a subject we come back to. I have to as as barman ring the the uh, five minute bell, um, and it has been a joy chatting to the pair of you. Um, there was one subject before we you know we 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 touched on just 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 before I served the first drink, um, and that was rest days in the Asia Cup. So that blue touch paper having been lit, what do you chaps happen to think about that idea? Well, I, I would suggest that the integrity of a tournament is somewhat compromised. If you, if you decide that you're only going to have a reserve day for India against Pakistan, or well, for any two teams when they play each other, but not for anybody else playing against anybody else. So what should have happened in the game that, that started yesterday as we're recording it was that that should have been one point each, match abandoned, no result. Yep. Uh, and that would have made quite a difference to the other sides in the group stage. But they're doing their absolute best to make sure this game does take place. Now, at, at the time of recording, in yes. theory, they should be back out there, shouldn't they? But unfortunately, for reasons best known to um, Ajay Shah, uh, they're playing these games with the head of the, the PCCI. They're playing these games in, in the south of Sri Lanka, which at this time of year gets quite a lot of rain. The north of Sri Lanka this time of year doesn't get very much rain, and then it flips, doesn't it? Then yeah. in January, the north gets the rain, and the south doesn't. But of course, um, Sri Lanka board, let let that be known because it was it's been set in stone for absolutely years, and yet strangely enough, were completely ignored. Now, um, at the time of recording. India are back out there. They've managed to two, I think. Yeah. <laughs> 215 for two. Um, so there's a chance that that game might be concluded. Uh, it seems deeply unfair on the remaining teams in the tournament. But the, my conclusion is that the Asian Cup is not a cup that's about um, structural integrity. And uh, it's about... India versus Pakistan. It's about maximising opportunities for India playing Pakistan. Yeah, of course it, it is. It is about India playing Pakistan. And the lessons that may be learned from this... I don't think that they will be implemented, but the lesson to be learnt is why not just arrange for India to play against Pakistan a little bit more often and not just in tournaments? Because is it, are we going to get to a point where we have reserve days at World Cups for when India play Pakistan? Well, that was a question I was just about to ask. I, well, you'd hope not. <laughs> you'd hope not. I think there might have been a role for you at the, at the G20, Dan. I think they were, they, were, they were looking for your number, as I, I, I heard from... <laughs> Rishi Sunak, he said, he said oh, get that bloke Dan down, do things to solve. Unfortunately, it's, it becomes increasingly difficult to distinguish between the ICC and the BCCI. Um, 
Well, that wouldn't necessarily be a bad thing. I mean, sometimes it, it just might make for greater clarity. We'd all know where we stand. Uh, but at the moment, you know, the, the ICC, when it runs tournaments, still manages to maintain some kind of integrity uh, in, in that respect. Ooh, well, I mean, I mean, going back to what Jeremy was saying before, I mean, uh, for me, the ICC has got to have some balls if they're ever going to, you know, actually implement what you were talking about, some sort of structure where there's an international break. The ICC has got to act, and I know it's not a governing body in the sense that FIFA is, but until it gets to that position these things will be happening all the time. It's got to have some sort of strength and, and overarching rule set that actually sets the calendar rather than just being led by the boards. And until that happens, we're forever going to be in this situation, I, personally, I think. Yeah, I mean, in fairness, uh, and let's not forget this, it used to be set by the ICC uh, when the ICC was effectively run by wow. the, and the Australians. And oh, no. But that was bad. Find, yeah. You don't find any English journalists in the 1930s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s complaining about that. It was all decided. It was all stitched up by those two countries. Yes, at the moment. but I wasn't alive then. And I wasn't, you know, I wasn't advocating for that. I'm advocating for now. I want some, you know, fairness. I know. I, but the lessons, the lessons learned of, of British imperialism, it seems to me, oh, the lessons were learned from British imperialism, <laughs> uh, the countries that have been exposed to British imperialism, when, when they get the, the opportunity not to have it imposed on them, sort of behave as badly as... That's absolutely, yes. Give uh, a bit back. Way of saying, it's now our turn to behave. Yes, exactly. Important. It's an unfortunate lesson to be learned. You'd have hoped they might have learned that British imperialism was a bad thing mm -hmm. and, and, and to behave differently from that. But this might be a phase that we're going through, and Enlightenment will one day come. After all, there was a period of history called the Enlightenment, and I still believe it's possible. <laughs> what an optimist. I can tell you, where after this podcast, after, after this, I've, when we've shut the pub, I'm going to nip to the bookies, uh, and I'm going to find out what the odds are for the World Cup for New Zealand to beat India by a super over in the final. <laughs> Nothing screams in and, and no matter how long they are, on behalf of, every, of a lot of people, I'm going yeah. <laughs> to stick a couple of bob on it and see where see if it makes me anything. Uh, that said, uh, it is time to send people home. Be careful as you go, um, Dan and Jeremy Coney. Thank you very thank much. Thank you so much. We've uh, thoroughly very enjoyed enjoyable. your company in the Bishop and Bear, and I hope you come back and see us again. I'm glad you enjoyed that. It's quality stuff, you know. Oh, I didn't tell you. Ian O'Brien. Ian O'Brien, the first thing he said was... He thought the drink was going to be free. I gave him that pina colada. He said, well, if it's free, I said, what? It's a pub, mate. Don't give them away. But there we go. What a joy. Thank you so much, guys. Cheers. Bye. Bye. And don't forget you can patron us at patreon.com slash gorilla cricket if you really like us, because that's always helpful. Revolution Cricket Commentary. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. 
Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.